Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll & Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Monica Sterling, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. And we start with an update from DOD. DOD has publicly released a software modernization strategy memorandum outlining a framework for modernizing DOD's digital capabilities. The memorandum explains that to keep pace with emerging technologies, DOD must consider the impact of technology force multipliers and process transformation, including shortening acquisition timelines and providing economic incentives to break down siloed business operations. The memorandum identifies three long-term goals to achieve DOD's vision to deliver software capabilities. Accelerate DOD's enterprise cloud adoption, establish department-wide software factory ecosystem, and transform DOD process to enable resilience and speed. As a next step, the DOD working group is meant to provide an implementation plan within 180 days. Next, we'll turn to Monica for a proposed rule about the Mentor-Protege program. Monica? Thanks, Peter. On February 28th, DOD issued a proposed rule to amend the DFARS to implement Section 872 of the NDAA for fiscal year 2020. The proposed rule addresses reauthorization and improvement of the DOD's Mentor-Protege program. The proposed rule would make the following changes. Extend the date for participants to enter into a Mentor-Protege agreement from September 30, 2018 now to September 24th, 2024. We'll also extend the date for mentor reimbursements to be paid for developmental assistance costs and for the mentor to receive credit towards attaining subcontracting goals based on those costs to September 30, 2026. The proposed rule will reduce program participation from three to two years unless the participants obtain approval for an extended period. And even if that approval is granted, it can extend three years. Finally, it will remove the requirement that protege entities be less than half of the SBA size standard for its primary NICS codes and expand protege eligibility to all entities that do not exceed the size standards of their primary NICS codes. Lastly, as a benefit of program participation, proposed rule will provide protege entities cybersecurity readiness assessments from DOD's Office of Small Business Programs. Great. Thank you so much, Monica. Next up on February 17th, GAO published a report examining the current status of the DOD artificial intelligence weapon systems capabilities and how DOD is addressing challenges to the development acquisition and deployment of such capabilities. GAO found that although DOD is actively pursuing AI capabilities, which are focused on autonomous systems, target recognition, and providing recommendations to commanders on the battlefield, The majority of DOD's AI warfighting activities are currently in research and development. GAO reported that DOD faces numerous difficulties in transitioning AI warfighting capabilities from R&D to end use, including a few different things. Number one, DOD's traditional acquisition process, which is developed for hardware systems, not AI. Number two, DOD's lack of necessary cross-service digital infrastructure and digital talent. And three, AI's vulnerability to both traditional and new forms of cyber attacks. Finally, GIO emphasized that DOD has developed plans to address these identified challenges while supporting its pursuit of AI, although it was too soon to assess the effectiveness of DOD's efforts to date. And then we'll turn to Monica for one last update. 
On February 23rd, the National Security Telecommunications Advisory Committee released a final draft of its forthcoming report to President Biden on zero trust and trusted identity management. The zero trust model aims to improve cybersecurity through continual cyber verification for every user, device, application, and transaction on an enterprise's system. The report notes that while the federal government has made advances toward achieving a government-wide zero trust cybersecurity approach as part of its comprehensive risk management strategy, the federal government must take a series of policy actions now to institutionalize a culture of zero trust or risk, quote, zero trust becoming an incomplete experiment, end quote. The report outlines a strategy towards implementing and sustaining a government-wide zero trust approach, identifying nine key recommendations. Enhance accountability for measuring progress. Enhance transparency for progress. Develop zero trust maturity models for key federal enterprise infrastructure services. Align zero trust principles to key governance and compliance frameworks. Establish a civilian zero trust program office. Create a CISA shared security service for internet accessible asset discovery. Assess zero trust ecosystem technology interoperability. Advance zero trust in international standards bodies. And last but not least, prioritize zero trust adoption in federal IT modernization grant funding. Perfect. Thank you so much, Monica. And we will close it out for this edition. This has been the fastest five minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807, and Monica can be reached at 202-624-2549. Thanks for joining us. The Fastest 5 Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll & Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. Podcast.